Eagle looking great. Here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. My name is Chris. And my name is Anthony. Hello, Anthony. What up? Hey, how are you? I'm doing all right. How was, um, you mentioned to me earlier today that you had a pretty good lunch. What do you mean by that? I meant that I went to lunch and it was nice. No, I went I went to lunch with my mother. Okay. Haven't seen her in a minute, uh, at least not without the rest of the family. We went to a place downtown that I hadn't gone to lunch to before. And I had a bacon, egg, lettuce, and tomato sandwich on toast. Where'd you go? Like a Japanese. Yeah, it was really interesting. Uh, it was delicious. Uh, and I would highly recommend it. Where'd you go? Urban Salt. Oh, yeah. I've eaten there. It's uh, it's expensive, but the food's pretty good. I, yeah, I've been there for dinner and drinks, but never just for lunch. We didn't get any appetizers. We would drink water. It With tip and all and taxes and everything, it came out to $33 and change. Mm, you haven't been there so, for lunch. So all a right. bit much, but we also didn't get like, I mean, we I she got a chicken sandwich and I got the the belt sandwich, as it, okay. as they called it. Okay. So, But it was really good. Like, I, I enjoyed it. All right. I would uh, I would recommend it for anyone who knows what the heck we're talking about. <laughs> well, I had I would recommend it for lunch. I had chicken tikka masala for lunch. Ooh, so, very nice. Yeah, I've expanded my culinary arts. I um, in fact, I had uh, homemade tostados for dinner tonight. Ooh, I would argue that I probably make the best tacos out of anybody that I know personally. Oh man, um, you know, I'm not going to say you're wrong. However, I would be interested in trying them out and comparing them to mine and to Josh's. Mm. Josh yeah. can make some, yeah, he has some interesting, he has a different flavor <laughs> palette than I do. Is it, is, um, it Red mine's, Bull, is it Red Bull and Kool-Aid? Is that what his no. tacos are? Have you seen those before on the internet? Like people that make no. The, the, no, Red Bull and Kool-Aid? They make the Kool-Aid chicken wings? Don't Google it for your own safety. <laughs> that sounds absolutely horrible. <laughs> no, no, we just we just have a different, his idea of spice is a little bit different than my idea of spice. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Well, we'll have to try but each other's tacos. We'll have to, we'll have to, that is not a euphemism. <laughs> we'll have to try each other's tacos. It can be whatever you want it to be. <laughs> so uh, other than your, other than our food, how's your, been your week in sci-fi? Did you check anything out recently? Honestly, nothing. Mm. I, I would be, I've actually kind of taken a, a little bit of a, uh, what I'm going to call an SF break, sci-fi break besides Star Trek. Okay. I'm not watching anything science fiction outside of what we watch for the pod. Okay. That'll change soon, I'm sure. I am over halfway through season five of New Amsterdam right now, which is a hospital drama series <laughs> on uh, NBC, I think, which is its final season. So that's, that's coming to a close. So I'm going to be looking for something new to watch here soon. Uh, but it's been mostly good. Uh, every once in a while, it's it's you know it got canceled for a reason. I understand. Well, I, like, I understand why there's not a season six, but I have enjoyed That's watching fair. these these first five seasons. Yeah, yeah. Not get there. Yeah, yeah. I almost had an opportunity. So they're showing the last two episodes of Star Trek: Colin Picard in the IMAX mm. next week uh, in a city near us in Dallas, and the website to get tickets crashed. Uh, during the time that I was able to, like right when it launched. Excellent. And th- that was the only time I was able to try to get in. So come back two, three hours later and they're sold out. So I missed out on that. That wasn't really cool. Um, they're only doing it in select theaters. It, just being able to see Star Trek, even if it was an IMAX, I would have, if they just said, yeah, we're going to do this at Regals or Cinemarks or whatever, I'd be like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Like, I'm, yes, give it to me, you know? Okay. 
Uh, did you see that they're doing the, was it the 20th anniversary of Return of the King? They're bringing it back to the theater? Yeah, the, well, uh, well, there's there's two returns. <laughs> they're both returning yeah. this year, actually. Yeah, because Return of the Jedi and Return of the King are returning to theaters. <laughs> there's only one return, and that's yeah. of the Jedi. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's only one return and it's returnal. Uh, uh, oh, wow. Nope. Obscure. Uh, yeah, but look, it's interesting. That I didn't realize that those were 20 years apart, like originally, because it's the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi, 20th anniversary of Return of the King. Neat. Yeah. I don't think they're showing like the extended cut or anything, but it, oh, I might. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's, yeah, it is, I guess, for that film, it is a, a bit more. Uh, I think the first couple is only like 30 minutes. I think I'm going to go see both. Like I've never seen, I saw Return of the, the King in theater when it aired, but obviously that was 20 years ago, yeah. right? And you didn't see it more than once. Like who has that much time to uh, spend at the theater? Let's see. I was 17. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I don't think I, I, been, I don't think I yeah, could I been go 16. twice. Yeah. I don't yeah, think yeah, my, my, Like I just couldn't afford it. Well, at the very least. No, because we still had the $1.50 cinema back then. My parents just wouldn't take me to a movie twice. Oh, <laughs> I would. I don't think we had the dollars. I think the dollar fifty cinema was closed by then. Was it? I don't. I, yeah, I feel like it was because I feel like I watched Spider Man in that theater when I was in high school. Because <laughs> would have been would have been two thousand and two thousand three. Yeah. Three? No, it might still have been open. It might have closed a few years after that. You're right. You're right. Could you imagine seeing Return of the King on that in that crappy theater? Oh, I mean, I saw the two <laughs> towers in it. <laughs> oh God! So, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I would have just moved. I would have just left, I think, when this uh, when this movie came out. There are some uh, there are some games I'm looking forward to. Okay. In the in the sci fi genre, I think we're both fairly excited about the Warhammer 40k bolt gun, mm-hmm. it, Doom style shooter. It, it looks intriguing. Have you seen the like trailers? Or yeah, I've watched gameplay. Breakdowns. Yeah, that's what yeah, it just yeah. it looks intriguing. I can't. Here's the deal. Yeah. I can't afford hype. Mm. I'm broke. I'm broke, son. I'm, I understand. I'm, I'm broke of hype. I understand. Your your game can look red and it can look cool and it can really interest me, but if I spend, I don't know. It's it's probably not going to be a full sixty price game. But if it's like if it's twenty dollars and I feel like I got ripped off, I might be upset. Just just on a personal level. So. It is on on Steam, nineteen yeah nineteen seventy nine yeah. So it's going to be twenty nineteen ninety nine plus tax yeah so yeah twenty one ninety nine plus tax. Yeah. I am um, approximately five weeks. I think I can spend twenty dollars on this to let you know if it's good or not. <laughs> I think that's what I'll do. Uh, you know, you you mostly uh, play games on on PC. I mostly play games on Xbox for a variety of reasons. You know, I've been looking forward to was that? You know, you can use a controller on your PC, right? I absolutely can, <laughs> um, and I do, and I do play games on there. But um, no, I, I just I'm at my desk sometimes. Sometimes I'm in the living room, and just having. Having more than one Xbox is way cheaper than having more than one oh, game sure. PC. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, and I'm invested. I'm invested. I'm in too deep. Yeah, sell. Uh, no, they sell, uh, sell, 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 sell. No, I can't. Like I'm talking, like I have hundreds of digital games. No. I'm just like, ah, I'm yeah, not, no, okay, I'm not switching. Same. Yeah. No, I've, yeah, I've been not. collecting Xbox games for gold since I've had since they started doing it. So. Yeah. 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 And I know the newer ones are only there when I have the subscription, but the older ones aren't. Plus, I worked uh, in management at GameStop for a long time, and there was just, here's games, here's free stuff. And I'm like, thank you, give it to me. <laughs> and so I just have a pretty large library, especially with all the backwards compatibility. Look, I'm not trying to defend my choices. They're my no, choices. I'm not, but I'm, I'm not, looking forward I'm not, to... Uh, I'm not trying to litigate it. <laughs> you're not. 
but I know people are. Uh, no, Redfall. Redfall, the mm. new Arcane Studios kind of looter-shooter vampire thing. It looked really good. I, I would say it looked really good. It looked really intriguing. It was coming to Game Pass. I was like, heck yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That was like the next kind of big release that I was looking forward to. But they announced this week that when it launches on Xbox, it's it's not... So typically, games launch in newer games, launch in two with two modes. You have quality mode, which is like you know 4K, but limited frame rate. And then you have performance mode, which is where it's hitting 60 or 120 FPS, but, you know, at 1080p or 1440 or whatever, right? And they're not launching with performance mode. So the game on all Xbox family consoles is locked at 30 FPS. And I'll be damned (laughs) if I'm going to play a shooter game at 30 FPS in 2023. What is this, Destiny 2014? So I'll be waiting for some updates on that game, unfortunately. So that was a little bit of bad news, I guess. Uh, Otherwise, I like vampires. I don't like killing vampires. I like shooting them. So That's fair. Yeah. They're like my... third favorite bad guys to shoot <laughs> i think it goes i think it goes nazis obviously yeah right for sure clearly i mean yeah uh aliens and then vampires and demons and whatnot like that's the that's my hierarchy of fps bad guys i think i was i remember uh one of the new wolfenstein games i don't remember if it was new water or old blood and uh it was it was before i married my my now wife and uh, she was like, what are, you pl- what are you playing? I was like, oh, it's a game called Wolfenstein. She's like, what do you do? I was like, oh, you, you shoot Nazis. <laughs> She's like, that's all yeah. you do? And I was like, do I need to do anything else in the game? Do I, what else should I be doing with the Nazis? <laughs> Look, <laughs> I, I, have two, I have two machine guns. <laughs> <laughs> and both of them are killing Nazis. I have two shotguns that when they, when the, when the, when they hit enemies, the, the, the pellets fling all around the room and bounce off walls and kill other Nazis. Why would I not want to play this game? Why would I not do this? Yeah. No, I, uh, um, that's good. That's good. My week in sci-fi is kind of the same. Um, been watching the new shadow and bone season. Yeah. Is it better or worse? Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's fun. Okay. Like, I mean, it's, it's young adult stuff. So, I mean, there's, I mean, there's always lessons to be learned in any show, but <laughs> you know, just sometimes main characters make decisions. You're like, eh, I get it. Uh, but they, you're the yeah, idiot of the episode. I get Ooh. it, but yeah. <laughs> I, wa- I rewatched the first couple episodes of Altered Carbon, another show like that... Season one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A- another okay. show that peaks in its first season. Fantastic. <laughs> I, I've actually... I've never watched anything but the first season. Yeah. I watched the... F- yeah. I think I watched the first episode of season two, and, yeah. you know, I've, I've clowned Anthony Mackie on this podcast enough, but I just <laughs> didn't know it was possible for them to find someone with less charisma than Joel Kinnaman. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. I, I said what I said, and, I'm, and I'll stick by it to the death. Uh, wow. And then wow. I bought a book. It should be arriving this week. Speaking of Warhammer 40K, uh, Horus Rising technically oh, okay. is Warhammer 30K because it happens pre-Horus Heresy. Oh, that's cool. It's a, it's a book I read before, and I don't know what happened to it, but uh, <laughs> it's gone. I, I've, I've been playing uh, Space Marine, Warhammer 40K. Space Marine. And um, I decided to kick the tires a little bit. They're making a second one of those, yeah? There is going to be a sequel. I don't know anything about it because much like the first one, they've got a really cool cinematic trailer. Yeah. And then... Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I read the first one's like, oh, it's going to be a four-player squad game where you can all pick a different character. Then the game came out and I was like... You know, this is a lot of fun. It just wasn't what I was promised. Well, because you didn't, you read like the initial press release years before the game came out and then <laughs> no, didn't follow I, up no, on it. I, no, I kept I, 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 pretty close tabs. I remember them talking about it up until like a year before it came out. 
and they were still yeah. talking about four player squad based and then and then they they turned that into a multiplayer ma- uh, mode but I'm, I'm not here to i'm not here to, to crap on a game that it's brought me an endless amount of enjoyment <laughs> no. I, uh, yeah, the game is amazing yeah are they or are they not remastering it i don't know are you saying the sequel is just going to be a remaster? <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, I feel like if they're making a sequel, we could get an up-res, like, not a, not a full remake, but a remaster of the first one released to kind of, like, hype it up. You know what mm, I mean? Because sure. that's a game I would love to replay. Um, I might, I will, I will replay it before playing the second one. It'd be cool to have something that looks a little better. Yeah. I mean, the I dumped an enormous amount of time on the game on my 360. And I think, in fact... That's the game that got my original Xbox account hacked and stolen. Oh no! By a, a guy in Poland. Uh, I think I curb stomped him <laughs> so bad he hacked my account. Um, so that was fun. That is that is fun. Let's talk about something that happened in 2008 in sci-fi. You want to talk about that? It's interesting you brought up books because I I actually have some books <laughs> in my Amazon cart right now mm. that are relevant to what we're gonna, mm. gonna be talking about. Okay. Yeah. What did we uh, what did we review, Chris? We watched 2008 animated fantasy adventure film Dragonlance: Dragons of Autumn Twilight. It is the first film to be based on the Dragonlance campaign setting of the Dungeons and Dragons role playing game. Yeah. It is based on the first novel for the campaign setting, Dragons of Autumn Twilight, 1984, co-written by Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman, both of whom gave assistance for the screenplay's adaptation by George Strayton. The film was directed by Will. Oh. Uh, uh, Morganat? Morganay, Morganat. I was, I was going to say Moignois. Moignois, maybe? Sure. I'm not going to look it up. Distributed by Paramount Pictures directly to video. So, this movie <laughs> uh, yes. falls directly in line with our mission statement, in which I don't think I gave that in the, t- the opening sequence, but we watch and review science fiction and science fiction adjacent movies, television shows, anything that's visual entertainment medium. Yeah. I, I watched this before. I remember I watched it when it came out in 2008. I, I, oh, okay. I got it any way that I could because I didn't have a DVD player in 2008. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I know a lot of people did. I just, you know, eh. But you watched this, I think, believe for the first time, Anthony. So yeah, today. Go ahead and uh, give me your initial thoughts and opinions. Absolutely. So this is um, not good. <laughs> It's weird like it's it's another one of those cases where there's a lot of really cool ideas but the implementation is atrocious. So this is an animated film. It has some okay to really good voice acting. I mean, we get a lot of names I recognize. On the cover of the DVD, you got Kiefer Sutherland, Lucy Lawless, and Michael Rosenbaum. Three people I know. Uh you also have in the supporting cast uh Michelle Trottenberg, another name I know. Neil Ross, who you should know, Phil Lamar, and Fred Tatascorie, who I hope I pronounced correctly. All names I know. All excellent actors or voice actors. I think Michael Rosenbaum probably being the the least known, per- like for voice acting anyways, person on this list. Uh, but he does great. He, he plays our lead, Tannis, half-elven. Half the story... I, so you've watched this before. Have you read any of the Dragonlance novels? Have you read the novel this is based on? I, I read all four of the original ones. So if I remember right, it's Dragons of Autumn Twilight, mm-hmm. Dragons of Winter something. Because it's it's all four. Dragons of Winter Night, yeah, Dragons yeah. of Spring Dawning, yeah. and then I'm not sure. Dragons of Summer, I think Summer Flames, I think. Okay. I could be wrong. 
Yeah, no, okay. Dragons of Summer Flame was a second generation book. Because it was yeah. a trilogy, yeah, right? The first so three. the yeah. first three, and then Summer. Yeah. I don't know anything about, or didn't know anything about the Dragonlance setting whatsoever. The backstory, the lore, the the mythos, the fables, the, the cultures that were presented here, all extremely interesting. Like, so interesting. I have the, that trilogy of books in my Amazon cart right now to like paperbacks so I can read these books. I found it incredibly interesting. The, what the dragon lances were, the interactions with the gods. Like it's a lot of Lord of the Rings level world building. Yeah. This is the closest we've gotten the Tolkien style world building in any of the fantasy films we've reviewed, whether it's the, uh, <laughs> the made up movie Ishmael universe, Dra- Dungeons and Dragons movies, our brief stint into Forgotten Realms with Honor Among Thieves, the new Dungeons and Dragons movie, or even like Mythica. Like this has got the most fantasy world building. It's got characters with amazing names. Flint Fireforge, <laughs> Tasselhoff Burfoot, Fizban the Fabulous, Riverwind, Goldmoon, Raistlin Majir, whatever. Like Kiefer Sutherland, I don't know how they got him in this. The problem with this, and the, the story is okay. It's, it's, it's pretty straightforward. It is an hour and a half with about four or five minutes of credits and an intro sequence that I really actually really liked that kind of set up the setting. If they could have just taken the money that they gave Kiefer Sutherland, <laughs> gave that money to somebody else and put the rest of it into the animation. The, the animation for this film is what I would call a series of horrible decisions. <laughs> the, the 2D animation is passable it's something i like if this movie had been released in the 80s and it was completely in this 2d style i'd have been like okay yeah let's watch this i I would have no problem with it problem is it came out in 2008 uh which is decidedly not the 80s and there's cgi there's like 3d animation thrown in but it doesn't blend well like you, you you have a 2d ranger character fighter character or knight or whatever fighting a 3d draconian soldier and it just doesn't it doesn't quite mesh it looks out of place the fire effects are 3d or like at one point i thought maybe they were just real fire effects that they put on in front of it (laughs) if this had been a a a television series released on adult swim i'd be like okay this is awesome yeah this is what i this is the quality of this is the quality of crap that i would expect from something that releases at midnight on a weekday but as it is, it detracts from the film in a big way. The sexual content was completely unnecessary and added nothing to the film. <laughs> like, no, like when I say added nothing to the film, it added nothing to the film. It didn't impact the plot. It was just like, oh, this draconian's creepy. Oh, hey, look, uh, I think one of my first notes, let's see, how to not so subtly sexualize a cartoon character. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, and, and I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna use the phrase in the film's defense, because that's like that's an inappropriate thing to say, but those are lines ripped directly out of the book. Oh, I'm sure. The part where sure. at the beginning when Caramon oogles Tika, mm-hmm. like I, I specifically remember like, and if you do plan on purchasing them and reading them, you can probably, you know, uh, tell me exactly what he says. But if I remember right, he says something like, you know, he, he never realized how much of a woman she was until like she walked towards him. With a, oh, with a wow. bouncing bosom or something like that. And it's just like, I remember uh, reading that as it like a kid. Cause I read these yeah. books when I was like 10 or 11, 13, maybe. And I re I've reread them since, but no, I just remember reading that and I was like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> 
it might fit in the the novels. I'm not going to judge the novels, although if they if it's the exact wording you just gave me, maybe I will. But it it just doesn't fit the tone of the rest of the the movie. We got an hour and a half to spend on these characters. Why is Tika not Cutter? Cutter, <laughs> take Michelle Trottenberg's fee and put it towards <laughs> the freaking animation. Well, no, just just make it subtle. Like or, like they don't yeah. like they don't have to zoom in on Homeboy's face. Like when she's walking towards him, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like just yeah. have it like, and I don't know. Cause I've never animated a film. I don't like, I don't understand like how much it costs, but like maybe she's walking towards him like, and his eyes just bulge. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I don't, is that worse or better? Do I don't know. We could cut a minute there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it just, it just fell out of place. Like it caught me off guard. And that's what I mean. Like I'm not a prude by any sense of the word. I just feel like tonally it didn't fit. And then you have this horrible animation. I'm like, is she, you're trying to make me attractive, attracted <laughs> to her? Like, what is, what are you doing? Here's the deal, Anthony. What are you doing? No one has what? to make you attractive because you already are. Thank you. I appreciate you taking me fumbling words and uh, turning into a compliment. All right, let's see. So I, I'm just checking through my notes here. I, the, the dwarf, Shaxx, <laughs> was it Shaxx, uh, Fireforge? Flint. Uh, yeah, I said what I said. Why he, Shax? Why would you call him that? Yeah, because he's voiced by Fred Tadiscore, who voices Shax and Laura Dex. Oh, okay, yeah. I was yeah, sorry. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking of a different Shax, but go ahead. No, yeah, yeah. I know you were. <laughs> you were. Like, you were thinking of lesser Shax from Destiny. The helmet stays on. <laughs> he punches a goblin shield and it shatters in <laughs> one punch. I, I wrote down, this dwarf is OP. He just, and then he throws his axe and kills another one. It was awesome. It was like Gimli levels of awesome. Like it was, a, he was the butt of jokes. The, they, he was kind of a little bit of comic relief, but then when they get in the combat sequences, he was just a murder machine. <laughs> and it was amazing. Uh, did you watch this with subtitles? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> the subtitles were fantastic. And yeah. whenever, uh, Ray Salon or Ray whatever, whenever the wizard was casting his spells and he was speaking whatever language that was, it didn't do a one for one. Like, this is what he's saying. It just said in parentheses, it just says all caps speaking magic words, <laughs> gibberish. <laughs> and then another time it was like foreign language. Like, and it's like every time it's different for him. But I wrote that as my, like that, that might be the title for this episode. Speaking magic words. Speaking magic words. <laughs> Uh, mm. The old spinster dragon at the end, awesome. Just fantastic. Like, I could see that coming right out of a D&D campaign where they're like, we can't fight this dragon. Let's see if we can, like, trick her. And then she's like, be careful with my children. They haven't grown their wings yet. <laughs> and then they get her to fight the other dragon. Like, that was awesome. That was yeah. such a great choice. Such a great choice. And, I, and I'm heaping a lot of praise onto this because the story is good. And, and And obviously the story is good. It spun a trilogy, which spun a whole other set of novels and D&D books that have been around for over for almost 20 years, well, right? I mean, almost it, 30 years, right? You compared it to Tolkien esque earlier, like much in the yeah. same vein, it booted an entire world from, yeah. from jump. Like, I think I, I could be wrong. Internet, feel free to correct me, but I, I like, I don't <laughs> think that Dritz Jordan, like, I don't think he jump started Faerun or forgotten realms. I think he was brought like that realm already existed. He was a side character in yeah. the first couple of novels. Like, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he was interesting, but he wasn't. Yeah, but I, I like I don't even know. Like, maybe Elm Elmster. I don't know when the first one came out, but 
1987 compared to 1984. So 19, 1988 was the first. Well, it says publication. Oh, no, that's board game. Publication, board game, yeah. Oh, right there. Or uh, video game, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. It jump-started an entire campaign setting, which, yeah. I, I mean, I like, that's happened before in the past, but it was like the, like, I remember I read this book and I was like, oh, dude, this this world is rad. Everything about this world, and, and uh, well, I'll get into it when it's my turn, but go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, you're good. You're good. This is, you're, you're perfectly fine. It is awesome. It is rad. It is 100% Tolkien levels of, of lore. The package that all of this is put into is not good. <laughs> it's just not fun to watch. Like, it's a little, it's a, it's a bit taxing. It's not too long or anything. I, I would appreciate a retelling of this story as a miniseries or as a longer movie, even. It doesn't have to be live action, although that would be nice. I, I I would be more interested in visiting this story and these characters and this world or sphere, right? Than I would going back to Forgotten Realms for another Dungeons and Dragons movie. So and that, that just compounds my disappointment with this movie. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it feels squandered. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. What did you what did you think? In terms of the movie itself, I agree with you pretty much the entire way. Just not great. I remember this is one of the reasons why I said earlier when I said I can't afford hype. Because (laughs) when I heard about it, I was like, oh, shit. My favorite campaign setting. I'm going to be able to watch it on television. Or we're going to be able to watch it on my TV, whatever. I, I love Dragonlance. Real quick, spoiler here. Arcane magic is prevalent. But divine magic doesn't exist because of a thing that happened called the Cataclysm, where and, and if you do decide to purchase the books, like you'll you know find out more about it. But essentially, the gods left the planet; they left Kryn, and they took their divine power with them. So for however many years, I think it's like a couple hundred years since then, clerics don't exist. Imagine if you were playing Dungeons and Dragons, and you just couldn't be a cleric. Like that's pretty much how it yeah. is. It's not necessarily post-apocalyptic, but it is like post post cataclysm i guess it's it's a world in which like the enemies of the the bad guys are like in control they dominate most of the continents there's these huge dragon armies like it's i don't even want to say it's grim dark but it is very grim as a setting i was fascinated and I, I like a lot of the characters. I think a lot of the actors do a pretty good job. You mentioned them earlier. I don't understand how they got Keith in here either. <laughs> but I mean I do it know how they no I, I do know how they got him. They paid him. Well, yeah. Yeah. Like, I think for the most part, everyone does a really good job. I don't like the animation, I don't hate as much. I don't appreciate the mix of 3D and 2D animation. What it really reminds me of is kind of like a Saturday morning cartoon. And that's fine. Like in in I I I've always wondered like maybe they were targeting that eighties D and D series that they were trying yeah. to like maybe let's try to ape it a little bit. Cause it, this is serious. There's serious stuff going on. Like it's oh, world sure. ending sure. story here. And then like it's just like if you go if you pull up the images, um and it's uh seventeen of forty one, uh Verminard and one of his cronies, one of his henches, like like he looks badass. Like Verminard looks cool, right? He's like a yeah. great looking villain. The mullet is uh, really pulling a lot yeah. of weight there. Yeah, yeah. I, it is what it is. Um, but then if you <laughs> if you go to image thirty two of forty one, like <laughs> like okay, one, what is Tannis looking at? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like it just it just doesn't look great. 
Raceland is a really interesting character. He looks the way he looks for a certain reason. But it's just, I can't, like, the animation, it's very hard to take the movie seriously when there's, like, these intense sequences and the voice acting doesn't match what you're seeing on the screen. And yeah. if, it, if like, if this was dubbed, you can kind of excuse that, but it's not. This is the, this is the language right. in which it was filmed in, and it's, it makes it terrible. I don't remember the exact sequence, but when Goldmoon and Riverwind are, like, about to join the party... And this dude Sturm Brightblades is like, nah, man, you join the party, man. I'll protect you. You, you know, you're a lady. And her, her boo is like, no. And Sturm like draws his sword and he like starts marching towards him. And then I don't remember who, but someone like breaks up the fight and then it cuts to his face in two different sequences, like doing this weird frown. And it's like, okay, cool. You just deflated the entire scene. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Whoever decided that. Thanks editor. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's disappointing. Yeah. It's deflating. It's like, oh, this is really interesting. I wish that I wasn't watching it. <laughs> like, I kind of, I'm kind of upset that I haven't read the book first, honestly. And I, I remember like talking to someone about it. I don't know if we're if they're a mutual friend or not, but really big D and D fan. And I was complaining about this movie, and they were like, "Well, I mean, those Lord of the Rings animated movies in the '80s sucked." And I was like, "Yeah, but that was the '80s. Like, yeah. that's the technology they had." And it still looks good. <laughs> and that's, I was going to say, that like I it, would watch it, it aged. Lord of the Rings. It yeah. aged really well. And this, unfortunately, did not. Like did, like I said, it's, it's like a Saturday morning cartoon, but it's an hour and a half long. Like if, if this was broken up into 15-minute snippets, you know, what would that be? Nine? No. Eight? No. I don't know. However many, however many minutes that would be. <laughs> Six, yeah. If it was six, six if it was six fifteen minute episodes, I I would probably mm-hmm. be a little bit. I'd be able to stomach it a little bit more. But yeah, so. yeah. No, uh, I'm glad that we kind of see eye to eye in this. It it's disappointing in such a unique way. Um, it, it actually, I say unique. It's kind of disappointing in the same way a few of the other Dr- Dungeon Dragons movies have been, like the Book of Vile Darkness, where it was like, oh, this is an interesting story, and oh look, he he's like the struggle of faith and losing it or having it and her breakdown and, and all of this, but the package isn't like this. This is not the package that sells this story to me. Right. Um, so this even more so let's talk about some facts. We've talked about how I felt about it. We've talked about how you felt about it. Let's, let's see how the people. That's how everyone else about felt it. about it. Yeah. Yeah. There are also important. There are three voices in, uh, in this podcast, me, you, and the people on IMDb. Uh, this thing is sitting at 4.8 out of 10 stars with uh, 3,100 ratings. Uh, that gives it a median score of five. Five getting 16.2% of the votes. I mean, besides nine, it's a pretty wide variety here. Like the lowest, nine has 2.9% of the votes. That's the lowest, which normally we have at least one or two numbers that are like less than 1%. Yeah. In the order of largest portion here, uh, five, six, one, four, ten, three, seven, two, eight. Like it's it's all over the place. Yeah, looking like a pregnant ET. Yeah, <laughs> look a little bit like a pregnant ET. Yeah. Uh, over on Rotten Tomatoes, the absolute worst place you can go to if you want opinions on movies. Uh, it doesn't have enough reviews to be in the tomato meter. It has two reviews. Uh, spoiler alert: both of them are rotten. Uh, but <laughs> one of them complains about how they can't take the movie seriously with character names like Sturm and. Flint Fireforge and stuff. And I think that person just lacks imagination. Uh, it has a, an audience score of 20% with over 2,500 ratings. So right about kind of what I would expect. Uh, I could not find it on Metacritic. Not exactly surprised about that. 
Uh, over on Letterboxd, though, it is sitting at 2.2 out of five stars. So that average was at 4.4 if we uh, bring it up to a 10-star rating. Mediocre, negative. Is that how you would... Uh... Below average. <laughs> yeah, below, definitely below be- average. Because be- like, mediocrity would... I think mediocrity would be an upgrade for this movie. This, this 4.8 on IMDb, I would give this movie a three. I just would. I'd probably give it a four and a half, and that's just based on my own personal bias of the source material. Sure. And I'm not going to compare it like in so much in the same vein, but like much in the way that you, it's like we talk about it, but we're never probably going to ever watch it, but the Halo show. Mm-hmm. If we did actually watch it in its entirety, despite your personal opinions on the matter, you'd probably rate it a little higher than everyone else just because of pure nostalgic value. Like even uh, if, even if it like even if it's half a percent like or half a point or something like that, you still would. Cause mm-hmm. You're like you know I I just can't give this a one. I have to give it a one and a half or something like. You that. You sure it wouldn't go the other direction? Because that's how I, I <laughs> that's how I feel. I just, no I, I mean it's like I said it's not a one to one comparison, but for me it's too valuable of an intellectual property for me and my nostalgia to say oh this thing's a two. Sure. If you don't know anything about the setting. If you don't know anything about Dungeons and Dragons, if you don't know anything about fantasy and you watch this movie, you're like, yeah, it was okay. Eh. And is eh a three? Or is eh, eh, eh? Yeah. I'm, it's, it's, it's not that it's eh. I, so I feel the exact opposite. Like, I feel like there was so much potential here in the story and it was wasted. And that gives it a three instead of a four. Sure. That's how I feel about it. You know, it's become more and more of a trend. And I don't, I'm not saying this was a trend back in 2008, but it's become more and more of a trend to get big name actors to do voice acting <laughs> instead of just getting voice actors. Uh, and so I just I just wonder if they but if the budget was spent correctly. Like, I don't need to know any of the names on this list. I mean, I know one of them because of them, a couple of them because they are well-known voice actors. Yeah. But you could get a, a couple of well-known voice actors or yeah, even was, middling known voice was actors. Troy Baker busy? In 2008? Yeah. No, there's a lot of games. What was he doing? Uh, Uncharted? Like, no, nah, man, I can't make it. I got to do this guy <laughs> called Nathan Drake. Or is that, no, 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 that Nolan that's North? That's Nolan North. That's Nolan North. You <laughs> mixed it's, them yeah, up. It's the same person to me. Same person, <laughs> huh? Let's see. 2008, uh, he was in. He did uh, three episodes of Naruto, two episodes of some other anime. Yeah. Dub of Shin-chan. So, yeah, a bunch of animation. Well, that's just, that's and just then, anime, yeah. Then uh, let's see, nothing in normal animation, video games or no films. He did three movies, and then yeah, video games in two thousand eight. Wow, Tales yeah. of Vesparia, Armored Core, Brothers in Arms, Star Ocean, Quantum of Solace, Resistance Two, Age of Conan. Oh, Gothic there it is, 3. Gothic Three. That's why he can make <laughs> Last it. Remnant and Persona Four. He was a little busy, yeah. But that's, that's my point. Like, get somebody who can even do multiple characters. Yeah, pay them the time. Right, they get paid. They get billed by the hour to be in that studio. Get it done. Take that money and put it into the animation. Like, give us something yeah. worth watching. Or hell, hire me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hire the sci-fi wise guys. Yeah, hire anyone Dude, other than Keith Sutherland. No offense, Keith. I I know you got making that twenty-four money. You know, just stay out of my D and D projects. Like, I I have to assume it's got to be a sitch where like you know how Christian Slater got that cameo in Star Trek Six. Yeah, maybe Keith is just a huge fan. And Maybe he, and yeah. his agent was like, "Hey man, like, do you want to voice act a character in a D and D movie?" Like, Hell yeah, mm-hmm. I do. Well, the the trivia on IMDb talks about how he like read his characters in complete backstory and would demand multiple takes so that he could get the magic words to be pronounced correctly and blah blah blah. Well, he's a pro. 
Yeah, because he's a pro. He took it seriously. I mean, he's not phoning it in. And we're not accusing him. Like, none of this is Sutherland's fault. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of things that are Sutherland's fault, <laughs> but this isn't one of them. This what, is, what, I'm not going to put this at his feet, you know? What, what, what is Keith Sutherland's fault? So many things. <laughs> so many. Th- I'll send you his filmography later. You tell me. Uh, what, what was that? What was that movie? Um, Young Guns? Is that- <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, didn't he steal Jason Patrick's <laughs> wife? Like, that's a thing, right? I'm not making that up. But who hasn't, really? (laughs) I was Julia Roberts. Not a whole lot of people. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Yeah, I I guess I I disagree with the people. I disagree with you. It's a little lower. You seem to be closer to what the people think, and that's fine. I I think at the end of the day, not worth the price of subscription. No. Like, if you're interested in watching this, you already know whether you're going to watch it or not, so you're not going to listen to us. If you're just like, Oh, is this some obscure animated movie that I should go check out? No. Yeah. No, it's not. Well, actually, do you hate watch? <laughs> do, do are you like a good friend of mine, Daniel, and just invite people over to make them watch crappy movies? Then hell yeah, oh, I you do. Should watch I do that, but not yeah. for like that. Like I, I watch. I have people come over to watch B movies for sure, but yeah. not hate watch. It's still good <laughs> stuff. I don't know. I feel like if you're interested in this property, you should just read the book. Oh yeah, I don't know how I don't know how close. Don't tell me. I don't know how close this movie is to the book. Like if, I don't know if it gets halfway there. I I feel like I've been spoiled. Like I feel like the source material has got to be good enough oh, with how it. big the world is now. No, the the books are worth reading, especially the first one. I think the yeah. second one is, if I remember right, was my favorite one. I'd have to look at the okay. cover. Yeah, I think the second one's my favorite one, but the first one's really really good. Autumn Twilight is nice. a really good book. Yeah, nice. Okay. Some of the characters get their own individual books. Oh. That are prequels to the Dragons of Autumn, whatever. That's cool. What is okay. it? Autumn Twilight or whatever? Like Yeah, uh, Autumn Twilight. So for, like, a little bit of spoilers, well, not spoilers, but like background information on the, the setting. They were all characters in a and d campaign that Tracy Hickman and Margaret Weiss um, were in. And they were like, okay. Uh, and so they, I think they, they ended the session or something like that. Um, and then they were like, you know, what would be cool if we wrote a book about some of our characters. And so the, the, the characters are coming like them returning to the table. That's like the book coming, coming about essentially. That's where the oh, universe okay. comes from. Um, yeah, that's cool. really, it's really neat. I, I have, uh, let's see if I look at the Dragonlance books. So I've I've read the time of the I've read the twins books. There's a couple of adventures. I don't see them in here, but like Riverwind gets his own book, Tannis awesome. gets his own book, Flint gets his own book. I don't know if any of the other ones do, but there's some like super early prequels. Like I I I, I lent you one, uh, Kaz the Minotaur, or oh, is that a Dragonlance book? Yeah, I it's still, a Dragonlance you, book. you lent it to me. It's on yeah, my shelf. You still have it, yeah. I... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I thought that was uh, a gift. No, that's fair. Uh, no, but the Legend of Huma <laughs> is like the the, the yeah. super prequel. Like, okay, it's where the like it invo- literally involves the create creation of the Dragon Lances or whatever. Ah, uh, okay. So, so I have I did read that novel years ago. So I, yeah, I still have it. Like I I was looking at it the other day. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Um, did you have an idiot of the movie? I mean, it's <laughs> is is it Verminard? Because he monologues. He monologues, he monologues. Gets, his, gets himself killed. Um, He's the ultimate hench to the bad person and, and then monologues and gets murdered. And, yes. and, and with a special second place going to um, the, the the mayor of Solace, 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of bigotry in here, so there's a lot of like, yeah. there's a lot of racists to pick up on. But no, I agree with you, hundred percent. Do you know my favorite part about these books? Are you are you still on the wiki? Uh, yeah. Click on one of the novels. Novels. Yeah, I'm looking. Second paragraph. Second paragraph. Ah, this is the the novel. This All is right. the entry for yeah, Dragons now, of Autumn Twilight. Yeah, now click on it. Click on the actual image. Top left corner. Oh. Two ninety five. <laughs> Remember when, bo- when books were less than ten dollars? Oh, Damn, man, that's awesome. Yeah, no, I, th- I think it's Verminard. Like, yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. It's got to be. It's got to be the number one hitch. Yeah, you can't stop it. Can't stop it. Okay. I feel weird casting Kelsey Grammer in something I said they should cast more obscure people in. <laughs> but if Kelsey Grammer had played Verminard, who was still Verminard? an idiot? Uh, yeah, I mean you can. You can be badass and be an idiot. Uh, <laughs> That's true. Verminard was voiced by David Sobolov. David Sobolov. He's in Call of Duty, apparently. Transformers. One hundred and fifty credits. Hey, almost Seuss. all voice. Oh, he was in Star Trek Discovery. Ah, uh, Mass Effect. Has a lot of characters. Uh, additional voices. Additional voices. Asgard's yeah. Path. What is that? I don't know. It's a video game from 2019. First person. I don't know. I'll check that out later. Fortnite. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to find like a like a thing like immediately recognize. Oh, he was Rios in Army of Two. That's cool. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. There you go. There's one. They're out of 150. You got one so far. <laughs> He's the Arbiter in Halo Wars. Nice. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That arbiter got murked. <laughs> murked good. Spoiler. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, he was also in Gothic Three. He plays Joel Mdama in Halo Four. Okay, and that's cool. That's the like I just replayed that. Mm. Um, that's the uh, leader of the Covenant in that uh, in that book yeah. or in that uh, game. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I would say that I th- I think you're probably on the right track. It- it's either Verminard or I-, I would have him. I would have him be Fizban. Fizban. I think it'd be a really fun Fizban, the fabulous. Fizban, Not that I want to take fabulous. Neil Ross's job away. But. No, but somebody's losing their job over this. <laughs> and it's not Kiefer. I got it. No, I got it. I got it. It's just his likeness. Ooh. It's, he's voiced by a completely different person, but it's clearly Kelsey Grammer as, yeah. as Flint Fireforge. <laughs> nice i can get behind that i need to get yeah. i can get behind that oh snap neil ross i didn't realize that he was the codex narrator in mass effect that's yeah neat. yeah it's very cool yeah it's i mean i cool. recognized him from other stuff but yeah, that's cool well this is this is this is it we're at the end of dungeon and dragons month uh we've already done our live show uh covering honor among thieves we'll get that uh, hold on. edited and released on the feed hold on uh-oh do you have a wise guy of the film <laughs> <laughs> no i it's probably gold moon yeah, she's gonna be my pick. Yeah, yeah. probably Gold Moon. She has faith. Got to be it. She's got faith of the heart. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. So that brings us to the end of D and D month. Uh, we've already had our live show covering Honor Among Thieves, the new Chris Pine movie, bringing up the collective Chris. There, we'll get that released and on the feed here as well. Uh, hopefully, y'all enjoyed the theme month. Let us know if we should do more theme months, less theme months. Uh, it's it just kind of happens sometimes. And uh, we, I don't know. Maybe you like it. Maybe you don't. But we'll be back to regularly scheduled cruddy movie programming uh, starting next week uh, with an excellent, excellent cruddy movie 
called Zombie Ninjas. <laughs> Looking forward to, to getting uh, that to you guys. If you have suggestions for others, uh, science fiction or science fiction adjacent movies, television shows, what have you, that we should watch and review, please let us know. You can email us, scifiwiseguys at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on social media at scifiwiseguys. Stay healthy. Stay hydrated. And don't be a racist bigot. Don't be a racist bigot. That's like the third or fourth time we've brought that up. We're going to keep pounding away at that one. (laughs) Just get it together, people. Get it together. Calling people half-breed is not cool. (laughs) Not cool. Just flat out. Irresponsible as a human. No setting. There's no conversation where if you call somebody a half-breed as an insult, you're the good guy. (laughs) Sorry. Thanks. Hashtag thanks. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. The angle has landed. If I'm being honest, like I, I totally, totally would suggest reading the book. Like it, oh least, yeah, it's, I wasn't kidding. One. It's in yeah. my. I have a bunch of things in my cart. I'm about to order. Yeah. So no, the and, and after you're done reading it, let me read it again. Let, let me borrow it so I can sure. Read it. Like I hope I'm not hyping it up too much, but it's a great. No, it's, you're you're good. I don't. I actually put like zero stock in your opinion, so you can't hype it up enough. <laughs> and say whatever you want. No, <laughs> you just you'll never reach that that point ever. <laughs> you heard what I said. Wow. That's rude. After all our years of friendship, you think I'd earn some some bit of a grace? No, not even grace. Just some bit of like um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, influence. Yeah, yeah. You have influence. It just starts in the negative. Yeah, I'm just. I don't think I've ever recommended anything bad to you. I'm, I'm personally insulted, actually. Now you've recommended so many bad things to me, like outside of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Listen here. No, I'm serious. Outside of the podcast, what did I recommend to you? That was terrible. Uh, I actually don't know if you've ever recommended me something outside the podcast. Like, <laughs> ha! Yeah. <laughs> I guess this podcast has just eroded all of your goodwill. <laughs> it's uh, gone.